people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Kairos Moment on Active FM. Always an honor and a privilege for me to come onto this program and to give you some inspiration and motivation from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Um, I want to just share with you on a subject I've entitled Hosting the Glory of God. Hosting the Glory of God. Uh, let's pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your anointing and your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word will not return to you void, but will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. I pray, dear God, that you will anoint my lips, that as I speak forth your word, that this word will come and encourage and inspire and motivate in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 11 to 15, the Bible uh, reads, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. The Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. Hallelujah. A little bit of history about the ark of the covenant. Uh, remember that the ark of the covenant represented the presence of God in the Old Testament and um so wherever, wherever the children of Israel moved to, the Ark of the Covenant moved with them because it represented the presence of God. And so when, whenever Israel drifted away from God, they lost the presence of God. They lost the Ark of the Covenant. And so in this particular instance, uh, you know, they went into battle with the Philistines and the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant. Obviously, Israel was not in good standing with God. And they lost the Ark of the Covenant. They lost the presence of God uh, to, to the Philistines. And, um, and then the Philistines, uh, for the period and the, the, the duration of time that the Ark was with them, experienced all kinds of plagues, all kinds of negative circumstances. Eventually, they decided they were going to send back this Ark of the Covenant. And when they sent it back, um, eventually, you know, David, together with his men, uh, you know, received this Ark of the Covenant as it was uh, moving on, a, on an ox cart. And in the process of moving on an ox cart, this Ark of the Covenant, which was quite a big box, stumbled. And when it stumbled, one of David's main men by the name of Uzzah decided he was going to stable the Ark because he was scared it was going to fall. He was scared the presence of God was going to fall. He was scared the glory of God was going to fall. And the Bible says that he was struck dead by God. He was struck dead by God. David was very angry with God. Like some of us sometimes get so angry with God. Um, we don't pray anymore because I, I'm just angry. I, I don't want to talk to him because I'm just angry. I, I don't want to read my Bible because I'm just angry with God. He, 
you didn't answer my prayers the way that I thought you should answer. I am angry. I'm angry. I'm going to teach God a lesson. I'm angry. I'm not going to talk to him. David was angry with God and, and he uh, decided he doesn't really want the Ark of the Covenant. He doesn't want the presence of God. And, and then he asked if Obed-Edom could take the Ark of the Covenant. And Obed-Edom obviously agreed to taking the glory of God to his house. Hallelujah. A few points very quickly about what made Obed-Edom stand out. What, what, did this, what made this man stand out? What made him different from you and I? Number one, he had a willingness to, to be a carrier of God's glory. He had a willingness to be a carrier of God's glory. He wasn't ashamed of carrying the glory of God wherever he went. He wasn't giving up on God or accusing God with wrongdoing. You know, he wasn't ashamed of carrying the presence of God. And some of us are ashamed of calling ourselves children of God. We are ashamed of, of being known to, to be Christians in our workplace, in our schools, wherever God has placed us in our neighborhood. We, we shy away from, from going public with what we believe because we, we're more worried about what people will think about us and we're more worried about what people will say about us. And, and so we shy away. He, was not, he wasn't giving up on God or accusing God of wrongdoing and many times we get angry with God we we accuse God of wrongdoing and 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 we don't want anything to do with God because we are angry that he didn't heal my mom that passed away he didn't heal my dad that passed away he didn't uh, protect me from this uh, situation or that situation and so we we begin to accuse God of wrongdoing David accused God of wrongdoing and that is why he wasn't ready and he wasn't willing to carry the glory of God and to, to host the Ark of the Covenant, to host the glory and the presence of God. When things didn't go his way, David, like David, like David did, he just got so angry and he accused God of wrongdoing. Job, Job's wife accused God of wrongdoing. When Job lost everything and everything was falling apart, like some seasons we go through in life that we sometimes don't understand, and, and nothing seems to be working out. And Job's wife looked at the husband and she said to the husband, well, curse God and die. Why must you continue to worship God? Why must you continue to live for God? Why must you continue to pray? Why must you continue to go to church on Sunday? Why must you go to the prayer meeting? Why must you attend Bible study? Why must you still be committed to God when all these things are going wrong in your life. Why? Curse God and die. Obed Edom didn't do that. I, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Maybe, maybe things aren't working out for you. Maybe things are, have become difficult. Maybe you have so many questions and very few answers to your questions. Obed Edom had a willingness to be a carrier of the glory of God regardless. Regardless, the second point is that he put God's presence or God's glory in the center of his life and family. He put God's presence or God's glory in the center of his life and family. Hallelujah. In every area of his life, he was to put God in the center. What it meant for him to host the glory of God meant that he was going to create a special place for God. He was going to put God's central, center place in his family and in his home.
Whether it was in his marriage, God's glory was the center. Whether it was in his family, God's glory was now going to become the center. Whether it was in his career, God's glory was going to be the center. Whether it was his ministry, God's glory was the center. Whether it was his finances, God's glory was the center. Whether it was his business, God's glory was the center. Whether it was his studies, God's glory was the center. He rearranged his setup to accommodate the glory of God. It reminds me of my, my late mom who had a gift of hospitality. She just had a gift of hosting strangers and hosting people and opening her home to all kinds of people. And, 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 and the bishop in our church that was a bishop of the churches that, around the country, oftentimes when he would travel to our, our town where we lived, this bishop was hosted in our home. And the pastor's meetings in that town were held in our home because my mom would often always open her home um, to, the, to the pastors and to the bishop. And so many times I would come home from school uh, with my school bag on my back. And um, the first thing is I would go straight to my room. And I was, as I would open the door of my room, the thing that would struck me is that somebody has turned things upside down in my room. Somebody has rearranged my room. My room looks smarter and cleaner that, than what it always looked. And the moment I would see that, I knew there were visitors coming. The moment I saw that, I knew there were going to be bishops coming and I'm not going to sleep in my room tonight. And... Uh, Obviously, immediately, my mom would be standing right behind me to let me know that I can't use that room anymore because it's been rearranged to accommodate some very important people. And so I needed to vacate that room. There are times in our lives we need to re rearrange our lives, rearrange our lives to accommodate the glory of God. And sometimes we need to get rid of certain things. And when we, when, when, when mothers rearrange the house because they want to make room for special people or special events in the home, they are sometimes having to get rid of certain things, uh, certain get rid, getting rid of certain clatter. Uh, you know, I don't know what you need to get rid of in your life in order to accommodate the glory of God. I don't know what you need to get rid of in your life to accommodate the presence of God. But we sometimes need to do introspection and we need to begin to rearrange our lives. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But he also then reprioritized what was important and what was not. Hallelujah. So we need to look at what has taken up our time in our lives. What, was, what has been the most important thing in our lives? Has, has sport been the most important thing in our lives? Have certain games taken center place in our lives? And if that has happened, then well, we need to reprioritize our lives. Maybe your job has become the number one priority. Maybe your friends have become the number one priority. Your relationship with God has taken a back seat. You need to reprioritize your life. The third point, the third point is he was consistent in keeping God's glory. He was consistent in keeping the glory of God. Why? Because the Bible says the ark of the Lord remained. That word remained shows me that 
Obed-Edom didn't make up his mind to host the glory of God the one day and the next day he changed his mind. The Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible says that the ark of the Lord remained. That word remained means that the man was consistent in hosting the glory of God. How many times have we said we are now going to be committed and sold out to God and yet we drop him? How many times have we recommitted our lives to God and yet we drop him? How many times have we recommitted our, our lives to hosting the glory and the presence of God in our lives as temples of the Holy Spirit and yet we drop him? He wasn't chopping and changing his mind about his decision. He wasn't on fire today and tomorrow the fire is gone. He was consistent. There was a consistency about this man. What was the result of all these things? Number one, the Lord blessed him. The Bible says, hallelujah. The second thing is that the Lord blessed his household. God didn't just bless him, but God blessed his household. Glory to God. And, 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 and not only that, the Bible speaks about the fact that the people informed King David, meaning that the people saw the blessing. I want to submit to you today that as you host the presence of God, as you volunteer to carry the glory of God in your life, the people will see the blessing of the Lord. The, ble the Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless your household and everything that pertains to you. But also the blessing is going to become visible over your life. May I submit to you that in the next three months, May the blessing of the Lord become visible in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I hope that this word has blessed you and inspired you and lifted you up. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray a blessing over every person listening. I pray that each one of us will volunteer to host the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Kairos Moment on the Active FM. God bless you. You could see the smoke from a mile away And trouble always draws a crowd They want to tell me that it'll be okay But that's not what I need right now Not while my house is burning down I know someday I know somehow I'll be okay, but not right now, not right now. Never feels like a lie even from a friend When their words are soft in an open wound Cause they just can't seem to understand But you haven't even stopped the bleeding yet I know
I know. 